Monday morning, and you know what that means, dreamers. Welcome back to the Isolation Station of Love. This is Does Does Disney, and I'm your host. It's me. It's me. It's the DOZ, landing the Dazdone, kicking your week off the right way with a little bit of Disney news coming out of the House of the Mouse in Orlando, Florida. Um, Hi, hello there. It's been a hot minute. Um, Was not planning on taking this uh, several-week break, but uh, here we are, and here we are doing the dang thing again. Uh, if you've been wondering, hey, Landon, what the hell happened? Um, I put up a uh, post on my uh, Twitter page, at Does Does Disney. That's uh, D-O-Z-D-O-E-S, and y'all know how to spell Disney. Uh, kind of explaining what happened week by week. Uh, one week I was sick. The next week it was my birthday. The week after that, I think that was when the Diablo 4 beta happened, and I'll just be honest, I wanted to play Diablo. Oh, by the way, there is another Diablo beta weekend coming up here in a couple weeks, so uh, go ahead and play it. I think it's like the second week in May. There probably won't be another show that week, but uh, yeah, if you want a week-by-week breakdown of what happened, or more accurately, what didn't happen, or why it didn't happen, uh, go visit that. But uh, yeah, we're going to try and get back into the swing of things here on Does Does Disney. Uh, Going solo... This week, no Jay, no Steffers, just me, but I figure, you know, um, need to see if I still have the proverbial sea legs and I know how to do this uh, podcast. So uh, thank y'all to those who reached out asking, hey, what the hey, where are you? Are you okay? I miss listening to you. Uh, All those messages greatly appreciated. Said it before, and I'll say it again several times. And I'll probably say it again in this podcast. Uh, best fans in the podcasting game uh, would not be doing this podcast if it was not for the fans. So uh, thank you all for coming along on this weird ride we call Does Does Disney. But uh, we are not here to talk about why I haven't been doing this podcast. We're here to kick your week off the right way like we always, well, except the last few weeks, like we always do with a little bit of Disney news. And, uh... We can't do that until we get to everybody's favorite new segment. It's This Week in Disney History. Turn down for what? Yeah, we might be gone, but we still have that weird little John sound effect. Um, This week, we're going to be looking at uh, April 23rd through the 29th. Actually, I'm going to cheat a little bit and go back uh, one day from uh, when we're recording this. We're going to go back to April 22nd, 1998, specifically uh, Animal Kingdom opens. Uh, Animal Kingdom just celebrated its uh, 25th anniversary slash birthday thing. So uh, happy birthday-versary, Animal Kingdom. Uh, Shout out to the AK. Well, one of my top four favorite parks at Disney, um, uh, and I'm not afraid to say it. Um, um, and we'll be getting into that. I think that's going to be this week's question of the week. What are your favorite memories of Animal Kingdom and why? Um, even better, if you have pictures or video to accompany that, you can uh, get at us on the Twitter, uh, the Bird app that we still have active for now. Uh, thank you, uh, Elmo, for uh, ruining that platform. Uh, that you could send to us, that would be phenomenal. But we'll uh, remind you of that. Uh, when we get to the end of this episode. But yeah, just be thinking, what are your favorite memories, moments, experiences when it comes to the Animal Kingdom, which is celebrating its 25th anniversary last Saturday? And of course, there's a whole bunch of 25th anniversary merchandise, exclusive uh, character meet and greets, and exclusive merchandise that I'm sure is now available on eBay that you can buy for inflated uh, merchandise prices. Uh, But 
on format for this week in Disney history. We're going to look at April 24th of the year 2009. Imagineering legend Marty Sklar announces in a letter to, quote, all Imagineers that he will be saying goodbye to the Walt Disney Imagineering Company on July 17th of that year. A Disney legend, Sklar began as a Disney cast member 53 years ago at Disneyland's Public Relations Department and joined WED Enterprises in 1961. Disney will later honor him with a window dedication ceremony on his date of retirement. We're jumping ahead to April 28th, 1995. The second annual Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival begins. Now, I know Epcot at this point, they're always running some sort of festival for you to enjoy when you're down there in the park. Um, I know food and wine gets a lot of love because, you know, when you're going down to Epcot, that's what you think of. You think about eating good. You think about drinking good. So food and wine, you would think, would be top of the list on that. I think Flower and Garden is criminally underrated when it comes to the festivals that they throw down in Epcot. So if you and your party get a chance to check out Flower and Garden at some point, I highly recommend it. Two thumbs up from the Dawes of Dawes Does Disney. Uh, also on April 28th, but in this time, 1997, the restaurant in Walt Disney World's Cinderella Castle is renamed to Cinderella's Royal Table. Although originally called, get this, King Stefan's Banquet Hall, uh, King Stefan was actually Sleeping Beauty's father, not... Cinderella's. Mm. Great job naming that one, Disney. Uh, on April 28th, in the year 2000. The year 2000. Shout out to all my Conan fans. That's a uh, callback. Uh, April 28th, year uh, 2000, the seventh annual Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival kicks off. So Animal Kingdom just celebrated its 25th anniversary on April 22nd, um, uh, Disney MGM Studios, or Hollywood Studios, as we now call it, Frank and Jen, uh, it's getting ready to celebrate its birthday coming up at the beginning of May. But on April 29th, 1989, it was still called Disney MGM Studios. So in this instance, Dillo's Diz, y'all are right. Disney MGM Studios holds a press preview with celebrities like Audrey Hepburn, Bette Midler, Betty White, George Burns, and the Pointer Sisters. And although she won't be present when the park officially opens on May 1st, Audrey Hepburn leaves her handprints and signature on the courtyard of the great movie ride. May it rest in peace. Uh, on April 29th, 1994, we've been talking about the second, the seventh annual Flower and Garden Festival. On April 29th, 1994, the very first ever Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival kicks off in Epcot. Again, highly recommend it if you and your party have never had the opportunity to experience Flower and Garden. So fun, so awesome. And seeing these topiaries that these that they put together. I mean, I know they have a festival for art, you know, uh, farts as we like to call it, a uh, festival of the arts. Um but seeing those topiaries, I mean, they really are pieces of art. So highly, highly recommend going to check those out. Um, uh, and this is kind of an odd story uh, I wanted to include. April 29th, 2011. I, for the life of me, do not understand Amer or excuse me, some Americans' obsession with the British royal family. I say that because on April 29th, 2011, 
That's the wedding date of Prince William and Kate Middleton. And the reason I bring that up, because Disney decided to get in on that obsession that some people have of the British royal family. Because the wedding of Prince William and Kate Middleton is broadcast live from Westminster Abbey on a large screen in the lobby of the Dolphin Hotel at Walt Disney World beginning at 5 a.m. You know, there's a little bit of a time difference from uh, Orlando, Florida to Anglin. Uh, meanwhile, over at Disney's Wedding Pavilion, Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings and Honeymoons, they host their very first tweet up at the Walt Disney World Resort for a royal sleepover. Wearing wedding gowns and pajamas, guests watch the royal wedding live on big screen televisions in the pavilion and outside on the beach. And that's not all. At Epcot, in the United Kingdom Pavilion, it's decorated with flags in honor of the special occasion and cast members greet one another with calls of, quote, Happy Wedding Day. I'm just going to let that one sink in for a second. Yeah. Now, now, of all three of those things that I just rattled off, um, I would expect maybe the UK Pavilion in Epcot would have something special because, you know, it's the UK Pavilion in Epcot and it's all about, you know, uh, world culture and stuff like that. And even though me being a hillbilly from East Tennessee does not understand the obsession with the British royal family, the UK Pavilion is still supposed to represent that culture. And there are cast members who are from the UK and would probably, you know, actually care and have ties to the UK, but everything, I mean, like, why you do Disney? Why you do, I just, I just thought that was such a very bizarre uh, instance in Disney history that I wanted to uh, share with you in this week in Disney history. And uh, finally, uh, one last date, April 29th, 2016. We talked about how we're approaching the, I guess, birthday slash anniversary slash birth anniversary of, uh, Disney MGM Studios slash Hollywood Studios. Uh, on April 29th, 2016, Disney confirms that the Earful Tower, one of the original and iconic structures of Disney's Hollywood Studios, has been removed. The company announced last January that the 130-foot-tall quote-unquote water tower topped with a gigantic set of mouse ears would be coming down. Now, the reason I said quote-unquote water tower didn't actually hold any water. Don't know if you knew that, but, you know, part of that Disney magic and uh you know it, it, it's magic that they said it held water and it didn't actually hold water I guess uh yeah surprise now it's named the Earful Tower if you couldn't figure it out it's a play on the uh Paris structure the iconic Eiffel Tower and the uh, Earful Tower was a, a symbol of at the time Disney MGM Studios now Hollywood Studios since the park opened uh way back in the late 80s so uh that is this week in Disney history. Now, uh, why don't we go ahead and get to some Disney... N oh, God, no. Uh, why does it always have to be this guy? Um, before we get to the fun stuff, let's go ahead and get our um, As the Reedy Creek District Turns update because uh, noted Disney villain Florida Governor Ron DeSantis continues and in some cases ratchets up his attack on the on Walt Disney World um, uh, and has been holding press conferences. His uh, 
board of installed uh, stooges has been uh, running their yap a whole lot. But uh, according to a report from uh, CNBC, Walt Disney World is telling its lobbyists to increase efforts to influence bills that would target its Reedy Creek Development Agreement, which was agreed upon by the former Board of Supervisors for the then-named Reedy Creek Improvement District. Disney reportedly started making calls to its lobbyists shortly after a press conference with Florida Governor Ron DeSantis concluded one week ago today. In the press conference, DeSantis vowed to continue his attack against the Walt Disney Company and Walt Disney World. DeSantis talked about his interest in developing land owned by the now renamed Central Florida Tourism Oversight District. Really rolls off the tongue there. Uh, In a particularly confusing comment, DeSantis floated the idea of creating a state prison next to Walt Disney World. All about protecting the kids there, isn't it, Puddin'? One particularly concerning piece of legislation that Disney is reportedly keeping an eye on is SB 1604, and that is the Land Use and Development Regulations. In this bill, state senators seek to introduce a targeted piece of writing that would work to void the development agreement between Walt Disney World and the Central Florida Tourism Oversight District. An amendment by Senator uh, Blause Ingagolia excuse me, uh, added the necessary wording that would single out Walt Disney World and the specific scenario created by DeSantis's takeover of the RCID. Um, in, a, in the most recent statement on the topic of the RCID, Disney CEO Bob Iger said that he would, quote, be glad, end quote, to sit down with DeSantis to try and iron out this problem. Uh, DeSantis who has been traveling and touring other states recently, uh, has said, has not said, rather, excuse me, uh, if he would be willing to sit down with uh, Iger. Now, I'm no lawyer. I'm just a simple podcaster, uh, hillbilly from East Tennessee. But uh, I would think uh, singling out a private uh, company by the uh, government that wouldn't hold up in court, but uh, since Florida does have a supermajority, a uh, conservative supermajority, and they've pretty much let Ron DeSantis do whatever he wants, I don't know how this will play out on the state level. And quite frankly, with the current uh, construction of the uh, Supreme Court, I don't know how this would play out on the federal level. So I'm just going to leave it at that. And we will once again continue to see how the Reedy Creek District turns and uh, be sure and keep it locked because I will uh, have to, unfortunately, keep talking about this. Uh, thank you. Noted Disney villain, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Uh, so on to more fun news. The dragon in Disneyland and Fantasmic caught fire last night. Okay, that's not necessarily fun. And I know this is a um, uh, Disney World podcast, but how often do you get to talk about a dragon catching on fire? Okay, well, there was that one time that the dragon in the parade in Magic Kingdom caught fu- Anyway, um, yeah, I just, I was scrolling on the Bird app last night, and I started seeing one tweet, then another tweet, then another, t- then several tweets of, oh my god, the fire, or the, the dragon at Phantasmic caught fire uh, during the second performance last night, and, uh, yeah, if you have not seen the video, it's really something to uh, behold and kind of, uh, it's, it's kind of breathtaking, but not not in a great way. And uh, just, this should go without saying, uh, following a malfunction and engulfing fire 
from the uh, Maleficent dragon figure. Uh, Disneyland has removed uh, Fantasmic performances from the schedule because, you know, the dang dragon caught fire and they really can't do the show with uh, with a smoked out dragon. Well, smoked out dragon, maybe they could have done it on 420, but that's a different time. Uh, anything. Uh, anyway, performances uh, currently are set to resume later this week, uh, Friday, April 28th, but it is possible that Disney could cancel more performances should its investigation of the incident require more time. Uh, so, uh, I know, like I said, this is more of a uh, Walt Disney World featured podcast, but if you and your family do happen to be heading out to the left coast to Disneyland and do want to catch Fantasmic because uh, I'm a big fan of Fantasmic, maybe not to the level of uh, Steffers. Uh, Fantasmic is a phenomenal show, but just keep an eye out on that. But yeah, uh, during the Second show, and I think it was the uh, 10.30 p.m. Uh, performance of Fantasmic. Something happened, malfa- uh, malfunction, caused the uh, big, giant, Maleficent dragon to uh, become engulfed in flames, and it uh, stopped the show. And there's just tons of uh, videos out there if you do want to go check it out. It's uh, mm, something crazy to look at. Okay, now we're going to talk about Walt Disney World news. And uh, I think this is a positive piece of news, and it revolves around annual passes and how annual passes as of this recording are now available to be bought online or if you call into a cast member they can help you now uh these went back on sale on thursday april 20th of last week um and i know people who were successful in purchasing annual passes i say that but there were some Bumps in the road, let's just say. Uh, the smoking Hot Girlfriend, for example, she got on the phone at 7 o'clock, called in, and she was on hold, if I remember correctly, and this was after she had to be transferred to somebody else to quote-unquote upgrade her tickets. She, we have a trip coming up in June, and she wanted to take the money she already spent on the four-day passes and apply that to a new annual pass which i think is a very smart move and disney agreed and let her do that so she had to be transferred to a cast member who could do that so once she was transferred i think in total from the start of the call to the end of the call with a successful transaction getting her annual pass three and a half hours three and a half hours yes that is that is that's not that's not necessarily something fun you want to you wanna sign up for. Um, I do know there were some technical issues uh, on the website. A uh, friend of the show and uh, sometimes co-host, uh, Justin Monorail, I think he said he was online seven hours to get uh, May's annual pass, which, I mean, that's dedication. But at the same time, I, there, there were other issues with the online aspect when it came to people trying to buy their annual pass. If you were on social media at all on April 20th, you saw multiple people posting uh, there were issues and errors regarding trying to buy the annual pass once you got in the virtual queue, particularly errors started popping up uh, before 8 a.m. Uh, error messages on the Disney World website indicated that there was a problem with the checkout order. I saw a lot of people would get to that last window where it would be processing, 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 processing. And that is not a great feeling when you're trying to buy something online. Once you've hit that buy now button or, or check out, once you've put in all your information, particularly when it comes to a item with a high point of purchase, 
like an annual pass. Not gonna make you feel great if I have to refresh, have to do it again, and then you look at your statement, it's like, oh, whoops-a-doozy, I just bought two annual passes and you now owe Disney just short of, uh, you know, $4,000. Um, and then those who were in the virtual queue, I know Justin Monorail ran into this issue. The virtual queue just stopped updating just stopped updating and uh i know disney acknowledged this issue 8 8 30 ish on the 20th uh and they put out a statement saying quote pardon the inconvenience annual passes will resume as soon as possible we thank you for your patience and understanding end quote um yeah that um unfortunately this isn't anything new when it comes to disney and their servers and day one when it comes to trying to buy something that is hotly anticipated. I'll use myself as, as an example. Um, I've told the story when Boobash tickets went on sale in, what was it, 2021? The one year that they didn't do Not So Scary and they did the Boobash instead. The day that Boobash tickets went on sale, I called literally... 200 times that is not an exaggeration I went back in my call history and added up how many times the call just straight up failed the call was busy to the time my call went through and it was dropped to the time that I called and was able to talk to a cast member and my purchase was completed I added those up 200 times times and that's just on the phone side of things we saw in this instant when it came to annual passes the website their servers they couldn't handle the traffic that came and slammed them because people have been clamoring and wanting annual passes back pretty much ever since disney pulled the plug on offering new annual passes to those who currently didn't have one who were, or weren't florida residents or weren't dvc members People of the general public, they have been wanting annual passes, like the Smoking Hot Girlfriend, for example. She got her. She's very excited about it. But she has been asking me, when do you think annual passes are going to be coming back? And the best I can do is I just shrug my shoulders and say, hopefully soon, especially once Bob Iger came back. I, was, I thought that was going to be sooner rather than later. And thankfully, April 20th came about. And uh, that is, uh, that's the world we're now living in with annual passes being back. Now, I will say... As of this recording, as of Sunday, April 23rd at 1.02 p.m., before I started recording this, I went and checked on their website. You still can buy the Increda Pass, which is the pass that is available to non-Florida residents that retails for $13.99.99 before tax. That is still available. I don't know how long Disney is, A, going to be offering annual passes, or B, the Increda Pass will be available because let's just use Disneyland for an example. In the past, Disneyland would announce, "Hey, annual passes for Disneyland are coming back. We're gonna we're gonna start reselling them again." So everybody get excited. They would sell them for a few days, a week, two weeks, and then Disney would announce we're pausing annual pass sales at this time, and then just radio silence. Down the line. They'd be like, okay, we're selling annual passes again. And they would just keep doing this. So if, and I know what I'm about to say, if this is something that you and your family, your party, 
you want to do. $1,400 is a lot of money. I don't care who you are, but if this is something that you've wanted the opportunity to do over the last few years when Disney has not offered this option, if you have the funds and it's not going to break you, maybe think about doing it while you can. Because if, 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 this is me just speculating and this is me just using what they did with Disneyland. If Disney's way they did Dis Disneyland, if that's any indication, I don't know how long the pass holder program for Walt Disney World will be available right now. Again, I don't know anything. I haven't been given, you know, inside baseball by a cast member or anything. But that's just my personal opinion because Disney World, they came out and said on Thursday, one or more annual passes was likely to sell out on the 20th and that wait times would be several hours. We saw the several hours wait times. I couldn't get confirmation whether or not any of the annual passes themselves sold out. But if Disney is already thinking that their, you know, pool of annual passes was going to dry up that day on certain passes, that tells me that, you know, there's not an infinite amount of numbers on these passes, whether that be the Incredipass that's available to everybody, or if you're a DVC member or a Florida resident, we're talking you have you have access to some of the following, whether it be the Pixie Pass, the Pirate Pass, or the Sorcerer Pass. So, annual passes are back, available to the public as of this recording. Oh, and also in the annual pass news, um, last week, April 18th, on Tuesday, that's when the new system, you don't necessarily have to have a park reservation if you are a pass holder to show up past 2 p.m. With a few caveats, uh, the exception being you still have to have a park reservation on Saturdays in the Magic Kingdom, I do believe. Uh, you would, you'll still need to check the My Disney Experience app just to make sure. Um, but uh, I do like that they are starting to implement some of those perks that they announced they're giving to annual pass holders. And they're starting to let more people become annual pass holders. Because, I mean, I'm of the mindset, if you make it down to Disney twice a year and you're there for three to five days or, you know, you you and your family, your party are fortunate enough to spend an extended time down at the park over a year, annual pass might be the way to go. And you get that 20% discount at uh, select merchandise. Uh, but, you know, that is just me. I am not a uh, travel guide. I am just a uh, humble podcaster. So that's just uh, my opinion. Talked a little bit about it earlier when we were talking this week in Disney history, how Animal Kingdom celebrated its 25th anniversary. And uh, to celebrate the 25th anniversary, uh, they are welcoming some new things to the AK, uh, particularly mentioned how there's some 25th anniversary merchandise. But Disney is also welcoming a brand new character meet and greet, particularly in Discovery Island, where you can meet Moana. Guests can find Moana in Character Landing, which is just before you cross the Dinoland USA Bridge from Discovery Island. Now, you're going to be looking for a small sign that denotes the entrance, but on launch day, and it being the 25th anniversary, uh, Blog Mickey uh, was uh, told by cast members they were quoting a three-hour wait to meet Moana. Now, on the 20th, excuse me, uh, that was April 22nd. So that was this past Saturday on the 25th anniversary of Animal Kingdom. So you were probably expected big crowds, big lines, regardless of whatever you did on that date, particularly for something new like a Moana meet and greet. Uh, now on the 
22nd, Saturday, the first day of Moana's meet and greet. Uh, the character meet and greet started at 10 a.m. and ran through 4.30 p.m. Um, don't know if those are going to be the regular posted hours to meet Moana, but at the same time, still cool that you can meet a character like Moana in Animal Kingdom. And speaking of Moana, there is now a Moana area background music that debuted ahead of the meet and greet debuting in Animal Kingdom. Uh, so if you're a fan of Moana, keep an ear out for that. Um, some of that merchandise I was talking about, don't know if this is necessarily uh, for the 25th anniversary, but I do know that there are some out there that like to collect certain things that Disney offers, whether it be, you know, pins, uh, coffee mugs, uh, tiki mugs from Trader Sam's, which they just put out a really dope one for uh, <laughs> for the halfway to Halloween thing and uh, Haunted Mansion, which I really wish I got one because it looks super awesome, but it's very expensive and of course it's sold out. But uh, another thing that people like to collect is Disney popcorn buckets and Disney has announced that a Pumbaa popcorn bucket will be available in the Disney Animal Kingdom for the 25th anniversary. Uh, guests will be able to find uh, the Pumbaa popcorn bucket at Trek Snacks and Popcorn Parts throughout the park. Um, again, I don't know if this is going to be an exclusive thing for the 25th anniversary. It did launch and debut on the day that Animal Kingdom celebrated its 25th anniversary. Um, and of course, I saw on social media people with strollers and, you know, big giant shopping bags full of these things so i'm sure you can head on ebay and pay upwards of 80 dollars for a pumba popcorn bucket as a matter of fact i'm going to do a real-time ebay search and see how much one of these uh big pigs are going for so stand by okie dokie we are looking as low as 41 dollars as high as 70 dollars uh but your uh, creamy middle is going to be anywhere from 50 to 60 uh 60 dollars uh with shipping included so if uh you want to be a big pig too that is what you can do head over to the electronicbay.com and uh, give one of these vultures uh money and uh perpetuate the problem with uh with these scalpers so uh, there is that um, uh, we're going to head to the sunny shores of Speculation Nation and over to Disney's Hollywood Studios. Uh, sources are telling Blog Mickey that a rock and roller coaster starring Aerosmith currently scheduled to reopen in early July. Now, this coaster has been closed since late February for extensive work with reportedly some work included on the track. Uh, I didn't realize this. This this coaster, 23 years old, and if you've been on the ride here recently, certainly in need of some work. Um, uh, now, officially, Disney, all they've said is that it's reopening summer of 2023, and an exact date still has not been given. Uh, but currently, uh, the plan seems to reopen Rock and Roller Coaster in the first week of July, but that plan is subject to change and still is not official from the mouth of the mouse. So don't go booking your Hollywood Studio theme park reservation just yet if you want to go uh, hop on that stretch limo and uh, run through the streets of Los Angeles. But it does seem like we're getting closer and closer to the reopening of Rock and Roller Coaster starring Aerosmith and no, there has been no retheming. This uh, next little bit of piece of news is uh, for an audience of one. Well, not an audience for one. There are people that probably 
feel like him is too, but uh, if you listen very closely as I read this uh, next news piece, you'll probably hear somebody uh, squeal in joy, and that would be one uh, Justin Monorail, because the uh, decommissioning of the harmonious barges continued last week with the removal of the giant centerpiece ring barge from the World Showcase Lagoon. Um, I'm sure you could find pictures of them breaking it down and carrying it out um, uh, and sooner rather than later much like we're getting closer to the reopen of a uh, rock and roller coaster sooner rather than later we're going to get our picturesque and glorious view across the world showcase lagoon back without it being impeded by barges so uh, there you go getting closer and closer and uh, finally on this episode of Daz Does Disney it's late April so let's go ahead and start talking about Halloween. Wait, what? Yep, uh, Disney is doing it again because uh, I mentioned earlier, Disney launched or put a uh, Trader Sam's Tiki mug out for the Haunted Mansion and for the halfway to Halloween thing that they do. And generally, when they do their halfway to Halloween they like to go ahead and talk about the upcoming Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. And by God, Disney is doing just that for the 2023 iteration of the Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. They've announced dates and prices and how you can get your discounts and what you can expect this year at the 2023 Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. First, let's talk some dates. Now, this is the part where I play calendar bingo. So, I'm going to go slowly. First, I'm well, actually, first, I'm going to tell you when the event kicks off and when it ends. You can guess this event ends on... Uh, if, you said, uh, if you said Halloween, October 31st, ooh, sorry, close, but no cigar. The event itself runs through Wednesday, November 1st, 2023. The event itself kicks off on Friday, August 11th, and then will alternate Fridays and Tuesdays. So here we go. Kicks off Friday, August the 11th, then runs Tuesday, August 15th, Friday, August 18th, Tuesday, August 27th, Friday, August 25th, Tuesday, August 29th, Friday, September 1st, here's where we start changing things up. Monday, September 4th, Friday, September 8th, Sunday, September 10th, Tuesday, September 12th, Friday, September 15th, Sunday, September 17th, Tuesday, September 19th, Friday, September 22nd, Sunday, September 24th, Tuesday, September 26th, Thursday, September 28th, Friday, September 29th, Sunday, October 1st, Tuesday, October 3rd, Thursday, October 5th. Friday, October 6th, Monday, October 9th, Tuesday, October 10th, Thursday, October 12th, Friday, October 13th. That 
would be cool to go to Mickey's Not So Scary on Friday the 13th in October. That's just me, though. And uh, Disney thinks so as well, because that is going to be one of the nights where you're paying $189 to get in. But uh, I digress. Sunday, October 15th. Tuesday, October 17th. Thursday, October 19th. Friday, October 20th. Sunday, October 22nd. Tuesday, October 24th. Thursday, October 26th. Friday, October 27th. Sunday, October 29th. Tuesday, October 31st. And again, finally, Wednesday, November 1st. Now, the first night of this event, Friday, August 11th, to get in on opening night of Mickey's Not-So-Scary Party of the 2023 season is going to cost you, if you're ages 10 and up, you and your party, $149. Ages 3 through 9, you're going to be looking at $139. From there, prices are going to range on the <clears throat> cheap end, ages 10 and up, $109 ahead, ages 3 through 9, $99. All the way up, running to the most expensive dates are going to be those three dates surrounding Halloween and one being on Halloween itself, Sunday, October 29th, Tuesday, October 31st, and Wednesday, November 1st, $199 for ages 10 and up and $189 for ages 3 through 9. Now, there are some discount options available if you are an annual pass holder or a DVC member. You can save $10 per ticket, but that is valid for select nights only. In years past, those select nights were towards the beginning of the not-so-scary Halloween season. So those would be the dates in August, mid-September would be my early guest. Once you get into October, those discounts probably not going to be offered. So... We don't know exactly what we're getting from this iteration of Mickey's not-so-scary Halloween party this year. But Disney has announced that there will be, quote, new faces in Mickey's Booty You Parade this year. Um, you've probably heard me talk about it in the past. The Booty You Parade is worth the price of admission alone. Okay, if you're spending close to $200, I would hope you would do something other than go stand and watch a parade. But the Booty You Parade is phenomenal. You hear the music of the Booty You Parade underneath me while I'm talking right now. I can put on the Booty You music any time of the year. I just think it's that awesome. And the parade that accompanies this soundtrack is that awesome as well. But in an announcement, Disney says, quote, it's good to be bad and your favorite Disney villains are back to stride down Main Street USA alongside Disney heroes, the iconic Haunted Mansion graveyard diggers, and other favorite characters. You may even spot some ghoulish new faces this year, end quote. But like I said, Disney hasn't said who these new faces are going to be, who they could be. Um, uh, feel free to speculate who they could be. That's always fun. We can, uh, you know, prop our feet up on the uh, sunny shores of Speculation Nation and guess who they could be. Uh, but as soon as we get more information on the 2023 Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, we'll let you know because uh, big fans of the Not-So-Scary Party 
on Does Does Disney. Um, uh, if I had to choose it or uh, Very Merry, I'm going boo to you uh, nine times out of ten and uh, twice on Sunday. And uh, there is another thing for the 2023 Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party that's going to be new. But it's not necessarily new for the party itself. It's just going to be new to the park once it's party time, so to speak. And that is um, uh, the Tron Light Cycle Run Coaster. And Disney made a very interesting announcement, I thought, when it comes to how Tron will be operating during Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. Disney did announce that, yes... Tron will be up and running during Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, but partygoers will need to join a virtual queue if they want to ride a Tron light cycle run during the party. Now, exact details about how and when guests will need to join the virtual queue have not been released as of this time. Because, you know, virtual queues... Generally, to get in that first wave, you or somebody in your party has to be up at 7 a.m. to join the virtual queue. If you don't get in there, there's a 1 p.m. or 2 p.m. window where they'll drop more virtual queues that you can then try and get in if you weren't successful on your first time. And I know if you're staying for an after-hours event, you can then join at that point once you're on property or in the park and the after-hours event started. If I had to guess, it's probably going to be option three of those virtual queue windows that I laid out. But again, Disney has not laid out the exact details or how it's going to work exactly. But again, much like the new faces and the Booty You parade and new aspects of the not-so-scary party, as soon as we know something, we'll let you know something. Because uh, like I said, I... I like the Halloween party and uh, all that fun stuff. But, uh, yeah, that's been an episode of Does Does Disney. And uh, for somebody who's been out of uh, out of uh, whack, so to speak, for uh, the last uh, month and a half, uh, going 45 minutes by himself, not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, I do still have a uh, Fast Pass standby snack break on uh, the Bird app at Does Does Disney. If you want to get in on that, I'll read off some of your answers uh, next week when we have uh, hopefully uh, some more people with us and give you an opportunity to answer the question. Uh, that question being, uh, I put it up when, you know, enchantment turned out the light, so to speak, and Disney brought back happily ever after. So um, uh, the question is, uh, if you had to fast pass standby snack break, some magic kingdom uh nighttime shows what would they be and we're talking uh enchantment happily ever after and wishes so what would be your fast pass what would be your snack break what would be your uh standby and why and you know i totally jacked up the order but you know it's explained better on the uh bird app so go check it out there at does does disney that's d-o-z-d-o-e-s uh and y'all know how to spell disney also our question of the week since we are Fresh off the 25th anniversary slash birthday slash birthdayversary of the Animal Kingdom. What are your favorite memories of the Animal Kingdom and uh, and why? And even better if you got some pictures to accompany said story, even better. So uh, get at us on the socials with that as well. So uh, follow me on Twitter while I'm still there. L-A-N-D-O-Z, please go follow me, Landon Doan. I'm the best, Landon Doan, not the rest. Uh, that's where you can follow me, 280 characters at a time. I also 
Run a website, buttmunchchips.com. Buttmunchchips, sit on your button munch. That's where you can find really outdated stuff I did in my college radio days. Uh, interviews with the cast of Aqua Teen Hunger Force, Venture Brothers, who uh, have a new movie coming out. I saw that trailer. Super excited for that. Um, uh, Futurama, uh, that's that's cool as well. Um, uh, I also appear on The Phil Show, Newstalk987.com, uh, streaming 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, uh, I hosted the Phil show uh, one week ago today. I did all all four hours, and I, I, I thought it went well. Well, my key fob worked the next day, and they haven't told me to uh, turn in my key fob, so uh, it didn't go that bad. I'll just I'll just, I'll just just say that. So uh, thank you all if you tuned in on the News Talk 987 app or the iHeartRadio app and uh, streamed it wherever you listen from. Uh, greatly appreciated it. I know uh, some of y'all reached out and... Uh, let me know you were listening. So it was uh, nice to know I had at least one person listening that wasn't my mom. Um, uh, but yeah. Huh. That feels like an episode. I, 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 I guess we're back. We're back, I guess. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for sticking with us. I um, uh, wasn't planning on taking that, uh, that, that break, that vacation. But, you know, life sometimes happens and life sometimes gets in the way. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll keep doing the dang thing until we don't. And uh, when I decide we're not going to do the dang thing anymore, I'll let y'all know and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll send this podcast off like, uh, like it deserves, question mark, whatever, whatever that means. But uh, until then, uh, thank a cast member. Thank a team member. Disney and Universal. Pay your cast members and pay your team members like the rock stars that they are. Treat them the right way because we love coming down to your parks. Heck, some of us even tolerate spending all of our monies down at your park. But without them, none of what you have going on happens. So take care of them both. Like, like just take care of them financially and, and prop them up because they are rock stars. And uh, be decent to each other. Costs you nothing to be nice. You don't know what everybody else has going on in their lives. You don't know how far a kind word or a kind gesture will go. And it costs you nothing to be nice. So uh, why not be nice? And uh, be decent to yourself, too. Not just physically, but mentally, too. Because your mental health is just as important as your physical health. And in this day and age, your phys- your mental health can be just as important, even more so, than your physical health sometimes. And uh, breathe. Have a little bit of fun. If you can do both of those things, that, that would mean the world to me. Um, uh, y'all really are the best fans in the podcasting game. And uh, I wouldn't be doing this podcast if it wasn't for y'all. So uh, thank y'all for coming along on the ride. Thank y'all for sticking with me. And uh, until next week, when we speak again, you've been great. And we've been Does Does Disney. Stay tuned for the secret sound, you Jedi scum. In the year 2000. The year 2000. You know, there's there's a lot of stuff I can do well. Heck, there's even a couple things I can do very well. But when it comes to graphic design, that is one thing I cannot do at all. Thankfully, I have a friend in Matt and love of the mouse multimedia. You know and love their work. The sleek and soon-to-be-beloved logo for this very podcast, Does Does Disney, that was them. The classic morning monorail logo and all its variants, that was Love of the Mouse too. 
And not only does Love of the Mouse have an incredible talent for graphic design, they're easy to work with and collaborate. They listen to your ideas and suggestions, then they bring them to life. So if you're looking to start your own blog, podcast, YouTube channel, Etsy shop, whatever creative outlet that you're thinking of, Love of the Mouse can help your brand to stand out in the crowd. Connect with Matt on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram by searching Love of the Mouse Multimedia or at L-O-T-M Multimedia or visit loveofthemousepodcast.com or email loveofthemousepodcast at gmail.com to contact him about your design needs. We're talking logos, social media promos, advertisements, websites, and so much more. And if you're uh, looking for some more awesome Disney content, make sure and subscribe to his show, Love of the Mouse Podcast, on your favorite streaming applications. And tell him the Dawes sent you. I, I, I don't know if that'll get you anything. I've just always wanted to say that. We'll be right back.